Welcome back, everyone, to the Realtor Success Strategies podcast, and I am super excited. You guys know I haven't done any interviews in a little while, but I had to get this interview in the books. One, because you guys have been asking me questions about other professions in the real estate industry, and also Charles is the man. He is the man. So I needed to get him here. He's with Legacy Home Loans. And if you have been watching the news, then you know that Legacy Home Loans just introduced a loan program that everyone is going crazy about. And I just had to get Charles, who is my preferred lender. He's my preferred lender. I've been working with him for a few years. He's an excellent loan officer, um, branch manager. So I wanted to bring him here to you to answer some of the questions that you guys might have and some questions that you didn't even know you had. So Charles, welcome to my podcast. I'm so glad we finally was able to do this. Thank you so much for the invite, Tabitha. And so let's just jump right in. So tell me, how long have you been doing loans? Roughly about close to 25 years. 25 years. Okay. How did you even get into becoming a loan officer? Because I know a lot of people in my audience, they are interested in the real estate industry, but they don't necessarily want to be a realtor. And so I want to just learn more about your side of the transaction. To me, it's like y'all just sit at the desk and, <laughs> you know, just like your loan's approved. <laughs> not quite, not quite. Um, I've always had a passion for sales, even as a child. Um, I had a, a Afro newspaper route when I was I about thought you said you had an Afro. <laughs> no, <laughs> I had an African-American newspaper route when I was a child, sold papers. And one of the visions that I had, even at an early age, was that I just didn't want a paycheck. I wanted the sky to be the limit. So that meant I had to excel. So not only did I have a paper route, but I would go downtown Baltimore in the city and I would contact people that were in shoe shops, right age stores, and I would go up to them and say, look, I want to be your paper boy. I'll come every Tuesday and Friday. Look, my paper man's going to be late, but I will be here faithfully. I gained over 25 clients. I was servicing them every Tuesday and Friday, along with getting on a bus, selling papers, getting on. So it started at an early age. And then as I grew up, I, I was still in sales. I got into printing sales. And one of my clients who owned a um, uh, a mortgage company in Pikesville, Maryland, he asked me, would I like to get into the mortgage business? And I always wanted to get into real estate, but I did not want to be an agent. I said that it takes too long to get paid. <laughs> so I wanted to be in there. And then the offer that he gave me, uh, you know, it was very attractive. So I said, you know what? I want to try it. So I took a, my vacation was coming up. I took the whole week and I worked there from nine to five, got a, a lead on my second day in and he split the commission with me down the middle. I called my boss. I said, that's it. I'm out. Adios. And from there, I became a loan officer in the industry. Now it was a tough journey because, uh, even at the beginning stages, you know, I, created nine, 10 loan applications, put them in a pipeline. I was on fire, chest sticking out. And all of a sudden, every loan fell out. Oh, man. And, I, and I literally said, God, I thought you loved me. 
And, and, and what am I going to do? And he told me, he said, just like a marriage, you got to be married to what you do. Mm. When he told me that a light bulb went off and it gave me enough energy and enough strength because I was, my head was down. I was like, I don't want to do this no more. And I said, you know what? That makes sense. I got to be in it to be in it. And I got back on the phones. I started getting deals. Next thing you know, I could pay my bills for that month and excess. And then from there, I moved forward. And, and that's history. That's good because a lot of people are not married to what they're doing. So that's huge right there. And I think just that alone would help some people because even in this industry, 100% commission, there's going to be some rough times and you have to be able to stick through it and not look at it as just a moment in time, but you have to zoom out and look at it just as a whole, like, okay, I'm going through something right now, but I'm going to get through it as long as I stick with it and I stay consistent. So that's really important. Absolutely. And and, and also growing up in the inner city, you know, we, we didn't grow up learning how to do finances. So we had to do it by trial and error. And so I was, I was fortunate enough to learn how to do finances through trial and error. And then when I got it, I wanted to use that strength to help as many of my brothers and sisters that I can. So I look at the industry as more like as, uh, as a ministry. I look at it as being a servant to help people, to help encourage people, to help to get people from where they at to where they need to be at. I think that's one of the reasons why we ended up working together and working well together because I honestly feel that you have a genuine love for people and that you want the best in a situation. And I know just from experience that you have worked so hard to help some clients get the keys to their home. Like you just won't quit. And I really, really love that. Thank you. And then speaking of ministry, it's just, it's crazy how we met each other and then later on finding out that I helped your pastor buy a house years ago. And you guys both were talking about your realtor that you wanted to work a deal. And y'all were talking about the same person, which is me. <laughs> so it's divine that we were supposed to work together. And I definitely appreciate you professionally and as a friend. And vice versa. So you have now, when I met you, you were working with another uh, uh, loan company. Draper and Kramer. Draper and Kramer. You were there for a while, weren't you? For about five years, almost five years. Okay. Is that a long time in um, in the loan world? Yeah. The, the normal length uh, is usually somewhere between three to five years. So uh, okay. it was a good fit for me. And I was there. I learned some things and I was able to help out in a lot of scenarios. And I became a 1% in the country originator, which was huge. I had the support. Awesome. And then you decided to go to Legacy Home Loans. And I remember you had reached out to me before you made like that final decision to yeah. move over to Legacy Home Loans and you kind of ran it by me and it was like, okay, this sounds good. So what made you decide to go to Legacy? One of the main reasons was that I really wanted to help more 
African-Americans to achieve home ownership. I knew how hard it was because I've heard so many stories over the years of home buyers saying they went to apply for a loan with, you know, a company and they pulled their credit and they came back and told them, uh, come back when you're ready. And nobody knows what that means. Uh, and they weren't given any instructions or any directions. So I've always done it the opposite way. I've always pulled the credit, looked at it, and I leave no buyers behind. If, if there's something on your credit that allows you not to move forward right now, I sit down and I explain it to the customer so that they understand it in layman terms of what they need to do to get from where they at to where they need to be at. And a lot of times they take that information, they use it, they pursue, they move forward. But even if they don't, at least in the back of their mind, they know that Charles Wilson has shared how they get from where they at to where they need to be at. And that's important. I think it is important, especially in the Black community, because like you mentioned growing up, you didn't learn about finances. And in most Black households, they haven't learned about finances. I mean, and when you think about it, it's only been like a little over 50 years that we even have had the right to be able to buy houses equally. So it, I do run across a lot of people that are not ready and they don't know how to get ready to buy a house. And that's one of the reasons why I wrote my book, How to Buy a House in 12 Months, that explains like that process, getting, you know, ready for credit and what does that mean? What goes into credit? You know, talking to a lender, what are the qualifications in the different loan programs? Because we do need to educate our people to be able to be in a position to purchase. Absolutely. So I, I'm, I'm, I commend that. And that's one of the reasons why I do send people to you, because I know that not only are you going to help them if they're ready now, but you're going to help them in the future. Because there's many a times that months later, you're like, yeah, so they're ready. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 I remember. And I, I definitely love that. And we need more people like you. But now why legacy home? Why legacy home loans? Legacy is because, and this was, you know, meant to happen. Um, I was looking for a lender that would really go beyond the scope and support my business, support me stepping out on faith to create new entities, to bring loan officers in, uh, to help agents to increase their book of business. And Legacy was a company that, and it's ironic how it happened because I was uh, searching for an African-American lender. They were the largest, they were out there. And when I made the initial phone call, uh, I'm expecting to, to reach the receptionist or you know the assistant and the owner happened to pick the phone up. And I had already did some research and I even knew I, I, when I heard his voice and I said, well, he said Ben Slate and I knew him because I had already did the research. So when we talked, he says, well, I was on the other line and you called. So I just picked up my reception from somewhere else. And I said, how divine is that? And so we had a conversation. Uh, he said, I'll call you right back. And when he said that, I knew what he was doing. He was going to check out my credentials. He told me my, he asked me my name and my else number. And he called me back in a few minutes. And he says, I'm coming to uh, Washington, D.C. 
uh, on a short notice in two days, can we meet and have breakfast? And from there, I met, I set up some arrangements to get there, and uh, we had a two-hour meeting, and uh, the things that he spoke about, which represents what legacy is about, it just touched me in a way that I could not refuse. And uh, what one thing that you can remember from that meeting stood out? One of the biggest things was his goal is to assist in helping as many African-Americans as possible to obtain home ownership, to create a legacy. That, when I heard that, that just blew me away because it was in line of what I had been doing all my and life. The fact you know. that he went beyond it and said, uh, not only do we want to help, but we want to educate. We want to educate people how to prepare to purchase. We want to assist them with their credit ratings and how they actually get qualified to purchase. So we come with the whole picture. And that, that was very attractive to me. And uh, that was the main reason why I moved forward with Lexi. Awesome. Awesome. So right now, you guys came out with a loan program. Now, is it even available yet? No, October the 17th, it rolls out that week. October the 17th. So Bank of America recently came out with a loan program that um, allowed people to buy in black and brown communities with no down payment, no closing costs, and no uh, mortgage insurance. And it was avail it's available in certain cities. But I know a major thing about that loan program that it's not just for black and brown people. It's just for if you want to move into a black or brown community. That's and good. then later on, a couple of weeks later, I heard Legacy Home Loans was coming out with a similar type program. It's not exactly the same terms, but it was similar. And I'm like, wait a minute, legacy home loans. That's the lender that I use. <laughs> and you know, I called you like, Charles, why didn't you tell me about this loan program that you offer? And you're like, it's new. I don't have all the information yet, but just give me a little time. Let me get the information together. So are you able to share just what you know so far about this loan program that's going to come out so that people can know if they possibly could qualify for this program and what they would need to do. Well, basically, uh, Lexi Home Loans has created America's first home loan program for the exclusive benefit of African-Americans under the SPCB initiative. So basically, when we go back to the mission of Legacy, our mission is to empower the African-American and other communities of colors throughout the United States by helping them build sustainable wealth. Our focus is to build a bridge for our clients who want to achieve the American dream ownership by applying unlimited capital, competitive interest rates, unbiased uh, underwriting policies, and to expand a mixed loan program, a quality mixed loan program so that buyers can be educated and qualified to purchase. So many times in the past, uh, we have, as African-Americans have had uh, the latter part of the stick. In other words, over 50 years ago, when properties became available, we had to be of another persuasion in order to get a deed. There was actually a law that stated that in order to have a deed, you had to be of another persuasion. So that knocked us out. 
it took us years to get to the point where we could uh, actually be on a deed. Now, our, our president and CEO, Ben Slayton, who was the first African-American realtor back in 1964, he paved the way for where we're at right now. So one of the examples is because the good old boys didn't want to let him in the country club to be an agent. What he did was he did what's called testers back then. So he allowed three different couples to go into qualifying for a rental place to rent an office. He, he had a white, Af a white couple. He had a single white guy and he had a single African American brother. They all three went in the same place to apply for rental. And the two white couples, uh, they got approved. Black guy got turned down. That opened up a case for discrimination, segregation. He filed the suit. He won the battle. That opened the door up to segregation and discrimination. So from that, he was able to be the first realtor. Uh, he was able to, to help bridge the gap of black agents being able to qualify to be agents in America. So from that moving forward, now we have access to things that we didn't have access to. Uh, some of the younger folks, even on this podcast, they don't realize and understand that there was a time when we couldn't even drink out of the same water fountain. Uh, we couldn't sit that long ago. We couldn't sit at the front of the bus. Uh, there were so many things that we, we, we got, we got the poorest jobs. We got the, the worst living conditions, the worst houses, the worst areas of communities to live in. So, because our ancestors have paid the way for greatness because they have done so many things to help us to get from where we at to where we need to be at, you know, it's been a huge improvement. And we have to keep that legacy going on. We have to make uh, what they did, we have to make them proud. We have to make them proud of where we at today. And the future that we have, our kids, our grandkids, our, our friends, our family members, all those, we have to help them and show them how they create uh, wealth, how they create a legacy, how they create home ownership. And it all starts with us because nobody's going to do it for us better than we can. So that's why we have to be empowered. So, so when this program, when this program, um, helps us with our focus, uh, and helping our people to acquire programs, helping to, to acquire knowledge, you know, because our goal is to be the number one African American homeowners lender. And to lend over one billion annually. That's our goal. And we can do it. We've already started the process. I think you can. Now, what would you say to someone that would say, well, that's discrimination if you're only allowing loans to black and brown people? It's but we don't look at it as discrimination because when we when we first started this vision, uh, we realized that we have been discriminated all our lives. And that there's nobody that just steps in to help us. We have to step out on faith and we have to do the things that's required for us to help each other. Now, there are a lot of mortgage companies out there and I'm not saying anything against them, but Legacy is one of the first companies that says, look, we're willing to take a stand. We're willing to say there are programs strictly to help African-Americans and minorities. We're not leaving people out. We're just saying that this is where we want to start. This is the platform that we're building. There are six communities or six states that we started out in with this pilot program. Now, will it expand? Yes, but we've got to start somewhere. So we did a U.S. Census tracking for this 1% financing, and we had to pick six cities that had 
uh, uh, African-American population of over 50%, so at least 51%. We found it in Chicago. We found it in Philadelphia, Baltimore, Memphis, and Detroit. And so that's why we started with those so, states. So moving forward, um, it's imperative that we step out so that we can have programs that help everyone, but we have to zero in on our community because nobody's going to do it like we can. So. I, I totally, I totally agree. And um, I do feel it's up to people of color to educate their communities and letting them know the benefits of um, home ownership, right? Because not everyone necessarily wants to own a home because maybe they have a job that they move around a lot, but there's also investing. Um, but many people don't know the different aspects of real estate and how it can help them build generational wealth. And we're behind the curveball on that because we just started owning homes not that long ago. So I'm proud to be someone that tries to educate my community. I'm proud to work with you and the company that you decided to work with that is um, leading the way and in, in paving the way in helping more people of color to realize the benefits of home ownership and not just talk about it, but be about it. So tell us about this pilot program. Where is it available? What do you need to qualify? So SPS or SP, uh, SPCP uh, really means special purpose credit programs uh, that are made available through the Equal Credit Opportunity Act. Uh, under federal law, uh, lenders are permitted to design and implement uh, certain programs to extend credit to uh, a class and persons who would otherwise be denied credit or would receive a less favorable terms and conditions under under certain programs. Um, so what we what we have done is Legacy has teamed up with Fannie Mae, which is one of the largest uh, pools of lenders. And Fannie, and we have put a kitty together. So we have put money into the pool. Fannie Mae has put money into a pool and say, look, we're going to use this money to be able to minimize what people or what uh, African-Americans uh, and minorities, what they're able to spend towards purchase. Because a lot of times uh, when you look at the prices of houses today, a $200,000 house where the payment's about $1,600 a month with principal interest property taxes, homeowners insurance, and mortgage insurance, you need roughly 9%, which is about twenty dollars to $21,000 to qualify for that property. And we're in a day and time where it's been more of a seller's market, even though it's leaning more now towards a buyer's. But in that seller's market, they, they hold all, all, the, all the mortgages. You know, they don't give up much money towards their closing. And you got to find that money. Sometimes there are grant programs that's available but you still have to come up with that money on your own. So we wanted to minimize the amount of money that was needed by a homeowner to uh, purchase a house. Because a lot of people are qualified. They have the income. They have the um, stability. They have the credit ratings and the credit scores. But they just don't have all the money that's needed. So this program helps people out. Now, is it available for everyone? Well, no. how, much is, how much do you have to put down with this loan program? Well, it's it's one percent. And so when you say that you guys put money in the kitty, Fannie Mae put money in the kitty, are you guys supplementing that difference 
So the buyer has to put 1%. Now, are you guys covering the other 2.5% that's required for an FHA loan? Well, it's more than 2.5%. It's uh, it's 2.5% plus as a portion of the closing cost. Because you have 3.5% or really 3% with Fannie Mae. 35 is FHA. So three, and this is uh, not an FHA product. This is Fannie Mae. So we oh, go off Fannie all the okay. guidelines. But, but we're covering... Uh, out of eight to nine percent, we're covering almost six percent. So we're covering a good portion of this to minimize what the buyer has to bring. But the criteria is a few things. Number one, you have to have a six hundred and twenty credit score, mid credit score. Uh, number two, it has to be a, a primary home. It has to be a single family residence, and we can do condos. Uh, it cannot be investment property. This is for first-time home buyers only. It cannot be a rental property. Uh, you have to be a first-time home buyer or repeat. You can have had a house and sold it and be eligible for this program, but you have to live in the census tracking zip codes, uh, which are not all available yet. But like if we put in uh, that you're in 21213 in Baltimore and we get a match, you are eligible to participate in this program. Now, you still have to follow all the other criteria. You have to have your depth to income ratio under 45%, which is the same guidelines for Fannie Mae. Uh, but the, but the, one of the differences of the program that everyone likes is different from programs in the past, where so they, uh, they would say the lender would say that you can purchase, but you have to purchase in a certain area. Or we're building this area up and we're making homes available. You can purchase in those areas, but those areas only. We're saying that you can purchase in any home in the country. That's okay. good. Any home in the country that you want to purchase in. Now, of course, if you're going, to, if you live in Maryland and you want to buy a house in LA, you're going to have to be able to work remotely or show that you've got a new job in there to qualify. But as long as that's the case, we're opening up the door. We're opening up the sky limits and saying that you can purchase wherever you want. And so you to live in that zip code. Yes, live in that zip code to start. And there's no income limit. If you and your household, which grant programs have a certain limit in the household that you have to have make in order to qualify. But for this program, if you make a million dollars throughout the household, it does not disqualify you. So that's another good uh, uh, benefit. Um, the area medium, the 1%, it reduces the closing costs. Uh, if, even if you have, and Barnes have been saying, so what's the interest rate? Okay, the rates are based on Fannie Mae interest rate. If you have a 620 credit score, if you have a 680 credit score, it's a program. You don't get a better rate because your score is 680 because we're putting the money together in a pool to assist you with the balance that you need to purchase. So, so is it is it just one interest rate or it's, it's one interest rate? Uh, the rest but not, is not based on your credit score. No, it's not. If you have an 800 or a 620, you still get interest rate. Right. And and it's 1% down plus help towards the closing costs. That's that's absolutely correct. Now, all the particulars have not rolled out yet, but what I've mentioned uh, is, is what we know before. But what we've been finding out over the last few weeks is that even though some buyers that want to purchase don't necessarily qualify for that particular program, there are other programs that they qualify. We have uh, Chenoa grant programs that give four and five percent towards closing. We have the Maryland mortgage program that offers three and a half to four percent towards closing. 
Uh, we assist buyers in getting their credit scores up, and we don't charge. I don't charge. So a lot of times the borrower might pay thousands of dollars to get their credit scores fixed when they can come to Legacy and let us assist them. And even if they have their own people that they want to do it, that's fine. But what we're going to do, we're going to create the roadmap. We're going to create the plan of action that you can look at today and say, after someone's pulled your credit and taking in your information and said, this is how you get from where you're at today to where you need to be at tomorrow so that you can properly qualify. And then when, you, when you're when you ready and when you want to come back, now you've got some information to take home with you. Okay, now I got some homework to do. I got to do A, B, and C, but once I've done A, B, and C, now I can come back to Legacy and they will assist me in getting qualified. Because it's so imperative that we get this, uh, this mentality that when we go out to purchase a home, we have to be ready. We have to be qualified. We have to be pre-approved and not just go out and look for a property because we're ready, because we feel that we're ready. So it's all about being properly educated so that we go out and we create uh, opportunities. But when those opportunities come, when you find that house that you want and you've been properly qualified, now you can close and move forward with less drama. And that's what we like to do. So you did bring up mentioning about the other loan pro, uh, the other grant programs and what I have found in the last several years about the other grant programs is that they require a longer closing period. So that really did not work in the highly competitive industry that we've seen the last two, three years. Now, this particular loan program, do you know yet if it's going to require like a longer time frame? Like some of those other loan programs, uh, grant programs need 45 to 60 days. Is this going to be like the same like that? Uh, what I understand is that the program will be completely done within 30 to 35 days. And, okay. and more so towards Yeah. That that's competitive because we were seeing before that like people weren't really accepting offers with a 45 day close. And have you started seeing people reach out to you about this new loan program that's going to be released? Absolutely. Uh, it's been the phones have been flooded with calls uh, for people that want to qualify, and we've given as much information as we can. We've qualified some people for other programs. Some people are waiting until this rolls out in uh, in October or mid-October. But we've been taking applications. We've been uh, sharing information as best we can on how people can qualify. And even if they're not ready yet, we've been creating that path of how you get from where you're at to where you need to be at. So we, we've been very informed. Is there going to be a cap on how many people can get under this this program, because as you know, with some grants, they'll run out of funds and then no one else can get grant from funds from that grant program until they get refunded again. Is it going to be similar to that? What, we, sure what we've been told is that there's enough capital to not only start it, but to extend it to other cities and other communities, other zip codes. This is just a pilot program that we're starting. So we don't see that we're going to do a few loans and then it's going to shut down. So, that so what cities will the pilot be released in? Atlanta, Atlanta uh, Chicago, Baltimore, Detroit, Memphis, and Philadelphia. In Philadelphia. Okay, awesome. Starting October 17th. And what is the program called again? It's called SPC 
P or closing the gap. An easier term is closing the gap. I'm super excited about this program as well as I'm sure a lot of my listeners are going to be super excited about the program. So before I get your contact information for your phone to be flooded even more, another question that I had from a couple of viewers was about becoming a loan officer. What would someone need to do? What type of experience do they need to become a loan officer? Basically, uh, experience in sales would, would help, but just a passion to uh, to want to help people. And, you know, it's a numbers game. Uh, you, you, you have to have a desire to 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 deal with numbers. And you mentioned earlier that we sit behind the desk and the loans come our way and they close. But it, it, it's, it's much more. It's much more than that because you have to be able to look at rate sheets and qualify people. You have to want to deal with agents and help them to get their buyers qualified to get them to the table um, so that they can purchase. So people come with with degrees in financing, uh, degrees in uh, economics. I mean, it just depends on what you desire. So I, I, I talk to loan officers. As a matter of fact, I've uh, created a couple positions for loan officers that are, are, are coming aboard. Uh, so it just depends on your desire to be in this industry to help people. There are processors, underwriters. Uh, there's clerical positions. So there are many positions in this field of, of the mortgage industry. So it just depends on, on where you want to be at. So to be a loan officer, what do you feel are some of the characteristics someone would need to be good at being a loan officer? Good phone skills. Uh, you make a lot of calls. Uh, good follow-up skills. You, you have to be able to follow back up with people uh, and reach out to them. Uh, numbers, to be able to calculate numbers monthly payments, interest rates, uh, you would have to be good with that. And just a desire to to wanna, wanna serve. That's good. And so you mentioned a couple other positions. Briefly, just tell us, what does a processor do? What does an underwriter do? What does a loan assistant do? So basically a processor processes the loan. Once the loan comes in, with all the information that's needed, W-2s, pay stub, bank statements, driver's license, proof of money to close, and credit score qualifying, the processor takes that information and puts it together and gets it ready for underwriting so that underwriting can approve the loan. The loan officer assistant assists the loan officer with any task that's needed to prepare the file to get it ready for processing. Uh, so just to give like... Um just like a flow of it. You are a loan officer, a loan originator. Correct. You're the one responsible for bringing the deals in. Correct. Ultimately, you talk to people, you get people to want to um, use you as a loan officer. Then your loan assistant would usually contact uh, the borrower to gather all of the paperwork to give to the loan processor who puts it together. Is that correct? Correct. And then the loan processor puts everything together to submit to underwriting, who ultimately is the one that's going to approve or deny the loan. Correct. Absolutely. Okay. Is Absolutely. there any other positions in there that I might be missing? 
Well, uh, closers, uh, we have closers that once the, um, once the underwriter, uh, signs off on a loan and it's approved, uh, with conditions, then the processor and the loan officer assistant reaches out to the borrower and obtains those conditions so that the loan can be cleared to close. Once it's clear to close, then it goes to the closer. The closer is the one that prepares it and, and deals with the title company so that they can converse and communicate and get the package to the title company so that the borrower can close on time. They also do, the, the closer also takes care of all the legwork that's involved because the title company gets all the information of, of the buyer and puts the property together so that when they take on that property, uh, they don't take on any past liens or anything related to that property. It's a clear title and now they're the new owner. So we communicate those with that. But those are the basic uh, uh, positions uh, uh, that's available, uh, uh, you know, in, in that field. Well, that's really good to know um, because there's a lot of people that are interested in getting into real estate, but not necessarily being a realtor because we do a whole lot of running around and um, it's good to know all of the different positions. Well, thank you so much, Charles. I really appreciate you taking out time to talk about just a little bit about you, about your company, about the loan programs, and explaining to us uh, some of the qualifications that you're aware of right now. And again, this loan program, the pilot loan program, will be out, as of you know right now, October 17th That's is when right. people can start um, getting under this new pilot program. So I'm excited for it. Please let me know once you have more information so that I can share it with my community of people. And I thank you again. And I look forward to continue working with you. Thank you. And I as well. Thank you. Tabby.